Welcome back to another episode of Important Miscellaneous Talks. I am your host, Glassford Crossfield, and today we're here with three very, very special guests. Prince. There we go. Lawrence. And? Joshua B. And today, the question is, it's controversial for some, why are you Christian? Prince, let's start with you. Or why are you not Christian? It's mm, a good question. Uh, I'll say I am. And I would say I am for two reasons. Uh, growing up in the church, being a preacher's kid. Um, I think a, a lot of people are born into their religion or born into their faith. Um, and they don't necessarily have that walk themselves. Um, but I think as I as I gotten older, I think regardless whether I grew up in the church or not, being a preacher's kid or not, I think you know, Christianity would still be my faith because of my experiences. Um, so to answer your question, I'll just say just being born into it. Then gradually over time, you know, I made my own decision. Excellent. Lawrence, you? Um, I definitely have to agree. Um, I was definitely born into it. Uh, my, my parents, both my parents were Christian. Um, from the last time I can remember, I had to go to church um, as a kid. But... I would definitely have to say over time, it was more of my decision because I could have um, changed. Yeah, I could have easily walked away. I could have easily changed my mind. I could have lost interest. Um, yeah, you know, I could have easily um, walked away from it. There's, there's, and in my church, um, a lot of the kids they were in the position that me and Prince was in, um, where they were born into it. They didn't really have a choice as a kid. And then once they became of age as an adult, they walked away and and they they turned away from uh, from Christianity. So I could have easily did that, but it, it became my own choice as I started, as I started to experience um, a relationship with God and, and see certain things, and um, I ended up staying around. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree. Uh, I think I'm a Christian definitely because of my parents and my parents' parents' parents <laughs> and my parents' parents' parents. Like, uh, my, my family was born and raised in Jamaica, and that the island itself might be like ninety nine percent Christian. So honestly, like it was no way I was not gonna end up Christian or at least exposed to that. So definitely I became Christian because of my parents and they brought me up in the church and I went to Sunday school and I was active in the church. So definitely I will I am a Christian because of my parents, but I stayed a Christian because of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, would you like to describe your religious background? Mm-hmm. Um Well first of all, I like I like how you um you all like you all grew up in a church, right. but you decided to remain Christian because of your own personal experience and journey with God. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I don't think a lot of people highlight that, and that's dope. Um, as far as growing up in the church, I define growing up as like me wanting to be somewhere. Right. Um, me having friends there. Me not just seeing you on Sundays and wanting to see you on days when we don't have church. Okay. Me participating in extracurricular activities, mm-hmm. the choir, um, et cetera, et cetera. That was in my experience in church. I only went on church because my mom could not find a babysitter on Sunday. Mm. And when, once I was old enough to stay home alone, my mom looked me right in my face and said, when I die, I know where I'll be. I know my, my walk with God. It's up to you to find your own path. Mm. And I said, I bet. So I just lived my life. Um, and then once I got to a certain age, I say once we graduated high school, right. 
Like we all separated. We don't see each other every day and stuff. Right. And like when Halloween came up, and we was like, yo, we all gonna link in the city to do something. And I met my friends at a Starbucks because that's where they was working at the time. And like it was Halloween, so I said, let me do something fun for Halloween. Let me tattoo my face or whatever, look like Kevin Gates or whatever, one of these rappers. So I tattooed my face, and a lot of people thought it was real. Like I was getting like sus looks on the train. People thought I was some scary dude. <laughs> and then once I got to Starbucks, I'm just waiting for my friend to clock out because he's working there. Some dude walks up to me, and he was like, let me come save you and introduce you to Christ. And at the time, I wasn't really trying to hear it. I'm like, right. oh, bro, I'm Muslim. Right. Leave me alone. And then he was like, so you follow the prophet Muhammad and Allah? I'm like, yeah, 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 no, leave me alone. Right. He was like, yo, let me tell you, that's the wrong that's the wrong God to follow. You need to follow Christ. Let me introduce you to Christ. Um, So he went rambling on, and I went about my business. And I guess that conversation I had with him, or more so he had with me, is what pisses me off about religion. Right. Just because somebody doesn't believe what you believe doesn't mean they're following the wrong thing. And it doesn't mean that they're wrong. So me, personally, my spiritual journey is with African spirituality. And I believe in um, I believe in the creator, and I believe in guidance through my ancestors. Okay. Um, the way I got there is a whole other story, mm-hmm. but that's what I choose to follow. And that's what my spirit, that's where my spiritual journey led me. Interesting, interesting. So my next question is, um, how did growing up in the church uh, affect your upbringing, affect your character, Prince? I think I would say, uh, what's that verse? Um, what is it? Train your child in the way that he should go, and he shall not depart. You know that verse? Something like that. Kind of rusty, but I think that verse explains it all. Because um, if you, you know, you train your child in the way they should go. No matter what they do or wherever they go, how how far they go off, they're always gonna come back. Um, I feel like it, ve- it had a very big impact on my upbringing and life and everything that I do. Um, and I think that's something that that will never change. Uh, because as your child, you're a sponge, so you soak up everything. Right. Everything, anything, any type of information. So you know us, we spent most of our time in the church. So. That's literally all we know, especially when you're young, in school and in church. What you're exposed to. Exactly. So when you when you keep hearing things and it's embedded in your mind, especially as a child, a lot of the things I didn't understand because I felt like it it only it, like it was only for adults. But as I got older, I was like, okay, I'm I'm looking back. I see what they're talking about. I see what they meant. As I got older, so every decision I make, there's a God factor in there. There's some type of spirituality. And I don't make no decision without, you know, getting some type of confirmation from the OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I definitely think uh, being a Christian, like, affected my character growing up. I th- I think more so in a positive way, though. But, you know, as you know, you know, <laughs> as young Christians from, like, the age of 10 to 14, we were very aggressive for Christians. Like, we would ask very, like, new people we just met at 11 years old, like, are you Christian? And if not, me and Prince would have conversations on the side, like, yeah, they're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, really like, like legit, like, we would, we would ask people, like, what their religion was and then judge them based off of that. Facts. But, you know, I definitely think um, I was a lot nicer to people 
I can speak for these two gentlemen over here that they definitely have spared some people because of their beliefs, one hundred percent. So I definitely think uh, I was a lot kinder. I definitely think you know I I, I grew up you know with sort with certain positive morals because of Christianity. How do you, Lawrence? How do you think your uh, Christianity and your upbringing affected your character? Um, it's definitely made me more of a positive person. Um, growing up in a church, it's it's taught me it, it taught me how to see the pos the 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 positive outlook in every negative situation. Right. You know, um, it's helped me overcome a lot of my own personal battles, and it's helped me grow as a person. To this day, I'm still growing. Um, I think, but see. The experience that, that you guys had um, with Christianity is a little different because in, in, in the ministry that I attend, um, we're, we're not really into like trying to force Christianity on people, you know, like we don't want to force it down somebody's throat or, or like we don't want to be judgmental. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like we, we do our best off of um, not being hypocrites, not seeing somebody's outer appearance and thinking that they don't have it all together. You get what I'm saying? It's it's those type of Christians really bother me because when somebody doesn't know all about uh Christianity or, or most Christians, when you represent yourself in that matter as extremely judgmental and forcing Christianity on somebody, they think that that's what it's all about. Right. And it gives a a, a negative um outlook outlook on that, on all the other Christians. Right. You get what I'm saying? Um but I mean, in its entirety, Christianity has has been a, an, a tremendous blessing to my life. Um, like like you said, it's it's helped me <laughs> save a lot of people, man. <laughs> I, I, I think I think we, we everybody has their own anger, everybody has their own breaking point, and right. when you go through some dark times and you're put on edge and you're ready to just you know go off on somebody, it's it, it's helped me really check myself and, and, and help me calm down because I mean, it's helped me. It's, it's, I've learned how to forgive certain people, how to let go of certain anger. Like for me, my thing is, um, how could I be so angry at everybody else when, when they've done me wrong, but then I go to God and I ask him to forgive me all the right. time. You get what I'm saying? So right. It's, I don't want to live a double standard. And for me, um, you know, I, I just, you're, you, we're never going to be perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. Right. But I, I just try to do my best to um, be an example, the the best example of of of, of Jesus or of God that I, I possibly can be, and, and that's what's helped me um, be somewhat of a good person. And, and it's not it's not for a reward to be like I'm doing this so I can go to heaven. It's it's more so of um, how I want to live my life and and just doing right by God. Right. So, Josh, how did your religious upbringing uh, affect your character, if at all? Um, I wouldn't say I got my personal morals from any religion growing up. Okay. Um, I was taught to be kind from my mother, not from religious scripture. I was taught to have a calm temper from my mother. Not religious scripture. You were pretty angry in high school. I wasn't angry. <laughs> <laughs> what? A health class? <laughs> um, we all have our limits. Our breaking points. Um, Indubitably. <laughs> yeah, all my morals, everything, the man I am today is because of my mom. 
not because of religion. But then it it will then the next question will be is where my mom get it from, right? And she got it from religion. So I guess um, subliminally, I am the man I am because of my mom's religious affiliation. Right. But once I was old enough to. We all have that point in our, of our lives where we're becoming our own person. Right. And you guys, when you were becoming your own person, um, your beliefs played a major part in it. Right. Uh, when I was becoming my own person, it was more so personal research and history. So I had a point in my life where I was just always angry off the strengths that, you know me, I'm heavy into like black history. Uh-huh. So I'm like, and we all know black history. Church. Right. If you really study it, you're gonna be very, very upset. Definitely. It's like, yo, we really went through this. We really we they really put us through this. We were really animals at one point. And that just it's that idea yeah. would piss me off all the time. Um but once I found once I started my spiritual journey with African spirituality, I be, I became I began to calm down a little bit. So, um I wouldn't say it was it was the church that made me who I am more so than it was my personal spiritual journey with another belief system. I hear you, man. I also want to say that uh, as we're talking, I was thinking about Christianity and you said how it, what, it impacted our lives, right? Well, yeah, our upbringing, but yeah, more or less, same thing. With Christianity as well, I guess I got to separate the two that I feel like we're all talking about the positive outlook that it brought on our lives and I feel like I had some negatives as well but I think I gotta separate Christianity and the church okay because there's a there's a whole difference okay if we're talking about a relationship with Christ that's individual that's great okay but if we're talking about Christianity in the sense a fellowship with others I feel like I've seen my fair share of pros and cons because it impacted me greatly, but it also put a sour taste in my mouth, seeing and fellowshipping with people that didn't live that life, people that were just complete opposites, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we, we all can relate. Yeah, I, I, I think it depends on who you fellowship with, for sure. Yeah, like, especially with my situation, because, like, <clears throat> my mom is Haitian. Right. And like church, aside from being a, a space, a place of spiritual worship, is also a community. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't about to go to any church. She had to go to an Asian church with people she could relate to. Right. But the thing is, the church she was going to, it was a lot of, I'm not going to say bougie, but pe- black people who didn't come from my environment. So I'm going to church. I'm traveling to church on this side of the road because I got to get off this bus coming from the hood. But you could come to church walking out the parking lot because you just came out from Long Island. Feel me? You you at home with mommy and daddy. Um, so you felt like you couldn't relate. I couldn't relate to none, none of them. Okay. Um, so it's easy in my mind. It was easy for them to worship God. It's like, yo, bro, look look what you got. When you get off here, you going home. Y'all probably gonna break down, eat dinner, uh, do your praise and worship again, and get ready for the next morning. I'm going home. It's me and mommy. I'm not even sure if we got hot water to shower tonight. Facts. And I'm eating out the cup of ramen you feel me so it was like bro how do you want me to believe what you believe when we don't live the same lifestyle look how much your god has blessed you and look how much he hasn't blessed me that was my state of mind at the time right oh yeah don't you think that 
though I guess the only thing that we have in common that that's mutual is the the house of worship. So I don't know, maybe like you said, because I've thought about that too, and um, I think sometimes we take what we feel or what we're going through and we compare it to other people. You know, when it comes to like, I I don't know. I feel like being in the house of worship is like a common ground for everybody. But sometimes we take other things and just, you know, add it or throw it in there, if that makes sense. I think it should be a common ground. And a lot of times it's not always a common ground. Yeah. Um, because, <clears throat> see, uh, the, sometimes the problem with Christianity is that some people take Christianity and they throw their own personal beliefs into it. And they start twisting the Bible and it rubs people the wrong way. And then um, people will come to church with a bougie, with a, uh, a a bougie attitude, a stuck-up attitude, judgmental. They feel like uh, I'm above everybody else, and that's that's a lot of the problems. But see, when you are there, you have to keep in mind that, um, like I said, nobody's perfect. Everybody's gonna have their own issue. You get what I'm saying? And don't. I think a lot of times, a lot of people, um, they they deal with certain like. Certain character flaws and, and certain certain character flaws that, that some people may have in the church and, and it turns them away from the church completely. You get what I'm saying? And and I'm I'm not gonna lie because at one point at when the ministry that I attend now, when it was a lot bigger when I was a child, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of people who um turned certain people away because they didn't know what they were talking about. Um or they made people feel like they were outcasts. You get what I'm saying? They made oh like oh I'm better than you because I got this and I got that, and part of being a Christian is knowing how to humble yourself and and knowing at the at the end of the day like just because you may have a, a little bit of this doesn't mean you're you know you're you're bigger or better than anybody else. You get what I'm saying? I mean my my church um it was more it was a bunch of people from my my circumstances so I I, I did fit in a little a little more but um. You know, I do. I do think it it was unfortunate for, for what you dealt with, um, feeling like you know you didn't belong, you couldn't relate to anybody. Um, but uh, I do like. Did you talk to everybody? Like, everybody was like that, or was it just a few people? Nah, very much the, the whole church was like that. The people who weren't like that are some of my best friends today, mm-hmm. and we strayed away from the church. Okay. Mm. I, I feel like that hurts to say that. Like, how you know God has blessed you more than He blessed me. Because it's like you're in a you're in a better position than I am, so it's like you start to question. Right? You know, did, does he bless people more than me? Like, yeah. Like, like how does, I'm how does just this like him. Work? Like, you know. right? Yeah, especially when you're a kid, Fair and everybody's everybody's selling you. Because I it was at one point I had like this little clique in the church that I used to hang around with. It was at one point where, like they were all getting baptized. They were all getting baptized, and like so if I count my hands on my friends, right? He got baptized. He got baptized. He getting baptized. He's 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 getting baptized. Now it's me left. They all looking at me like, yo, when is it gonna be your turn? I'm like, yo, it's easy for you to make that commitment. Look where you coming from. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my answer was always, when I know, I know. Right. Yeah, I feel that. Cause definitely uh my pastor. Definitely feel like well, my pastor he's like he's past the age of seventy, so he's old school. He's from the Caribbean, so I definitely feel like he puts like pressure like on the teenagers because like even myself, like at a certain point, like even at like twelve, thirteen, you know, he at least starts bringing it up. 
about baptism, you know, and he starts pushing it. And a lot of the teenagers, they felt uncomfortable. They're like, yo, like, yeah, because, you know, Christianity is supposed to be something that people want to willingly come towards. It should be your own spiritual world. Right. So some, like my pastor, even though his intentions may be pure, he may not realize, like, yo, like, you kind of have to chill. Like, you can't, like, make someone feel like they're forced to do this. And, and like, what they also do a lot, because I know, like, I've, I've had that point in my life where, like, yo, I need, I really need to be Christian. And I wasn't, and the reason why I didn't make the commitment was what sparked that initial idea. It was more so, I went to a church retreat, and they were playing an audio. He says, yo, this is, uh, archaeologists found this when they dug, like, the closest they couldn't get to the, to the center of the earth. And it was, like, screams, and he called it, like, the sounds of hell. And I was petrified. And I was like, yo, I'm so scared. I, I, I better get my, my stuff together and get Christ in my life. Then I stopped. I'm like, yo, my intentions aren't pure because I want to be Christian off the strength that fear. I fear the devil more so than I love yo, God. Yo, we're going to talk about that later. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the right path. We're going to talk about that later, though. Nah, that's, that's, that's tough. I mean, see, for me, my, my understanding of Christianity is that it's, it's not a religion. It's a lifestyle. Right. You get what I'm saying? It's, it's how you decide to live your life. Um, the choices that you do make, and it should always be a choice. And I think that's why a lot of people turn away from it because, um, like, definitely, think. like, like there were some people in the ministry that I went to, um, somebody who who used to be, like, a pastor there. She started to become a hypocrite. She And she ended up turning her own child away from the church. Um, she ended up turning her own child away from the church because things that she was doing at home she would get up and preach and try to ridicule everybody else for doing it and say, oh, don't do this. And if you're doing this, you're going to hell. But then she was at home doing the same exact thing. Mm. And her son saw that and that turned him away. And, you know, I think like when you try to force people into it and, and, and you don't have pure intentions or sometimes when you mean well and you just do too much, you know, it turns so many people away from it. And, it's sad to say that that's not how all of us are. You get what I'm saying? Right. That's not how yeah, every single right. ministry is. Like, there's so many different denominations. There's so many different types of church styles. A lot of, like, there's there's Baptists. There's, you know, all types of different churches. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm not saying, but you know, like, go church hopping and, and become a church hoe and just go to, <laughs> like. Not the church hoe. Yeah, like, I'm not saying go to 30, 30 churches, you know throughout the year but i'm saying you know you do have to be very careful where you do go because it'll give you the wrong impression and end up turning you away first so my my next question is why do you think some christians are judgmental prince i'll start with you Mm. he wants to come back i'm I'm trying to just get my thoughts together because i really don't know because it seems like when it comes to religion or when it comes to Christianity, it seems like we're the most judgmental. And I always wondered why I never understood it, you know. But then I take a look at within myself. I know that's something that I personally got to work on. So I know I'm heavily judgmental, too, as well. I feel like everybody judges to a degree, though. To yeah, a degree. Definitely. But it seems heavily in the church. But I, I, I also feel that since everybody judges to a degree, I feel like sometimes Christians are held to an an unrealistic standard. Some people feel like though, like since you dedicated your life to Christ, that you have to be perfect. 
So every instance that you do judge, Mm -hmm. like everybody else, now it's like, well. That's like the the video that you sent me with the Carl Lint, you know, him stepping out on his wife. That don't don't think because you Christian that you know you Superman out here. Yeah, no, everybody no. slip up. <laughs> everybody get caught lacking. Right. Don't get it confused. Feel me? It's it's for me. It's like, um, like you just said. I think a lot of people think that being a Christian means that you're perfect, and it it, it means that you're um, above other people and that you're not human. You get what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like we're still gonna make mistakes. That you know, God told us for a reason that He. You know, if you confess, if you confess your sins, then he's going to forgive you for a reason. That's in the Bible for a reason, because he knows you're going to make mistakes. He knows that you're going to mess up. He knows that you're going to slip up. You get what I'm saying? So and I think a lot of people don't understand that concept Mm -hmm. and they feel like, oh, you have to live a perfect lifestyle or you have to do this. And then it comes to um, when a lot of people overcome some of their personal battles, uh, a lot of people forget where they came from or they forget what they used to do. And then they start looking down on other people who are in those shoes or in different shoes. Right. You they forgot where they came from. Exactly. And I, I think that's the wrong mindset because you, you definitely need to be mindful that like, even if, if, if Josh has, has, has one issue and I have uh, another issue just because I, I do like, just because he sends in one way, I send in another way. It doesn't mean I'm no better than him. Right. You get what I'm saying? I just have a different struggle. All sin is equal. Exactly. And I, I don't think Christians understand that, that, that concept of, just because my my shortcoming is different than yours doesn't mean I'm better than you. And a lot of people, so they 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 throw that in people's faces and they oh oh I don't understand how he could be smoking weed and this is and this, but you sleep with prostitutes every other day, <laughs> <laughs> or you had sex before marriage, you or you lie. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's my thing. Like, bro, don't look down upon somebody because they have a different struggle than you. You can easily be. That person, or you can easily be and besides, worse than that person. The, the Bible preaches that Jesus came back to save everybody, regardless of what they went through. Exactly, you get what I'm saying. And the the thing is, is that if you confess your sins to Him, if you you know, if you repent, everybody's redeemable. Yeah, a lot of Christians don't realize that anybody can be turned. Exactly. That murderer, that rapist, that pedophile yeah. can still turn to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of Christians don't like to recognize that. They don't. So, Josh, why do you think some some Christians are judgmental? I think I think it comes from um I wouldn't say I wanna say ignorance, but I'm gonna say ignorance. Lack of knowledge. Not lack of knowledge more so than like knack, lack of willingness to accept somebody else's point of view. Because mm. I'm I'm gonna give it to you from the flip side. Cause I was judgmental towards Christian people at one point in my life. This is like when I first started learning about African spirituality. I was that typical cliche hotep dude. Like, my brother, you believe in Jesus? You know what they, that religion put us through? I can confirm that was, that is true. I, was, I, was, I went through that phase. but And I was like, yo, I'm becoming them in the sense that I'm only saying that to you because I don't understand your personal journey with Christ. Right. You went through something that made you say Christ is the right one for me. And now that I understand that, I'm not about to tell you, yo, you believe in that? Are you crazy? I'm not going to tell you that. I'm wrong for telling you that. Because right. you went through your personal journey. And I don't think most Christians aren't willing to accept somebody else saying, that's just not for me. Mm. So they judge them. Mm. I hear that. Mm-hmm. So my next question for you, Josh, is what what was the driving force that strayed you away from Christianity? I'm going to say, I'm going to take the, me studying history out of it for a second. I'm going to say it's, it's the, the idea of logic in facts versus faith and belief. So 
if somebody tells me I believe in Christ, cool, that's your decision. I believe in the Bible. That's what I put my faith in. Cool, that's your, that's, that's your decision. Like one of the realest thing a Christian could ever say, I only heard it from two Christians personally in my life. Uh, my girl and my man's who I went to school with. They say, yo, sometimes I read the Bible, I don't understand it. It confuses me. Sometimes it makes no sense. However, this is what I choose to put my faith in. This is what I believe. And I put my faith in Christ. 100% solid response. Cool. But when somebody says, yo, everything in the Bible is facts and it happened, I'm like, what? That's what strayed me away from it. And, it, and I went to a lot of churches where their leaders were just beating over the head like, yo, this is all facts. And what I'm saying is the truth. And if you don't believe it, you're bugging. So it was the Bible. Yeah, it was the Bible and the people who preached it. Mm, interesting. Any rebuttal, Lawrence? Because I, I, I can admit as a Christian, there's not, I don't understand every single thing that went on in the Bible. I still ask him questions. I still ask Prince questions, right. you know. So I don't understand every single thing. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm never going to sit, sit, sit there and tell you, like, I understand every chapter or I understand the whole book. Yeah, because I don't. I'm still learning. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of questions I still go to my father about. He's still learning. Yeah. Like, um, he's he's been preaching, like, 30 years now. You get what I'm saying? I mean, that man, he does know the Bible very well. He can break something down to you real quick. Like, I can go to him and, you know, he'll clarify it. But I'm not on that level to sit there and say, you know, I understand every every single thing. And, and But, um, like, my father even told me, uh, he's a bishop. And he even told me, like, every question isn't answered in the Bible. You get what I'm saying? So you're not, it's not like you're going to find everything in there. There's some things that's just not answered. There's like God doesn't explain himself completely to us. And I feel like some Christians don't express that, though. Right. Mm -hmm. Some 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 Christians express, like, the Bible's the end-all, be-all. But it's literally impossible to put every single worldly experience in the Bible. Definitely. Definitely. Like. I think it was like uh, me and Glassford was talking about the the concept of Adam and Eve and their kids, and um, it gets tricky um, because <laughs> like, how they how they populated the earth, and so we was me and him was talking, and it, it raises a lot of hypotheticals because it's like how are they like you know allowed to repopulate the earth? without messing with their brother or sister or virtually impossible you get what i'm saying but then now that's a sin now so we was like so it makes you think like all right so if god created adam and eve did he just do that somewhere else and people started meeting you don't really know you get what i'm saying like everything right. isn't broken down like that so it, it's you know I, I think it's it's so very, so what would you say to somebody who, who say like that's basically like blind faith since you don't know but this is what you just trust in I mean, because I I do hear that a lot. Right, like, it's blind faith. It, I mean, truthfully, faith is something that you can't see. You get what I'm saying. So no matter where you do put your faith, it's not something that you. It's something that you can't see. You can't hold anyway. So I mean, but I, it's it's tough. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Being a Christian is tough. Sometimes, um, uh, it's it's not an easy. It's not an easy thing. It, it's it's really, it's hard sometimes. You get what I'm saying. But I mean. A lot of times, <laughs> I I know my personal relationship with God. I know where He has brought me through. I know where He, has, yeah, He has guided me through, and how He's been there for me. And I know there's things that, man, like He has 
said to me that I've never told nobody. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, man, there's no way he's not real. Right. So he's shown himself to me in other areas where I'm like, all right, like, I still don't know about this, but I know you, I know you're real. I know you got me. I know, you get what I'm saying? I know who, who I believe in. But I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. Like, to this day, like, I'm like, yo, if I'm ever fortunate enough to do go to, to, to go to heaven, I'm, it's a lot of questions. Like, I mean, yo, can I ask you this? Like, I don't, <laughs> I really don't know what's going on. Like, you feel me? Like, what, what was this about? Or like, right. this is sniff. You get what I'm saying? You're going to die with some questions that's not going to be answered. Right. So, my question for I you, Prince. All right, now, for, you, you, you can follow suit. Go ahead. I think a lot of people get things confused when they think that the Bible is just a regular book that you can just pick up and read, and it really it's don't, not a novel. No, like. it, it no. really don't work that way. It's not. So you got to come type different with it. Um, that's why I've I've always been told, you know, before you read it, pray for understanding, pray for pray for clearance, so Lessons that you can to be un- exposed. Not, so you won't yeah, so you won't just read just to read, so he can show you or give you the understanding to understand it. Because right. it says in the, in the Bible, you know, why people perish because of lack of knowledge. It says that he who he who lacks wisdom, let him ask of it and I'll give it to you. Right. So even with the word, like if I don't understand it or if I lack wisdom, give me the wisdom and understanding that I may understand your word. Because reading the Bible, from what I was taught, that's communication. You're, you're literally talking to him just like praying. It's a conversation between and and it says in the word that um, every word that proceeds proceeds out of this book, you know, is is coming straight from him. No man can enter something or or remove something. It's coming straight from him, you know. Um, and I feel like sometimes people don't understand that it's not just a regular thing. That if you want to know more, you can you can ask. I I think people forget that we can talk to God like how we're talking right now. So if I'm really struggling with the word and I have so many answers, I'll, I'll ask of him. I don't understand this. I don't I don't understand that. Some way, somehow, give me understanding that I may understand your word because when I understand it, it will give me a chance and opportunity to get you, get to know you more and see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And also with, with that being said, like, there's a lot of, I and I think that's the thing that always turned me away is because I have so much questions and things, if things don't make sense to me, I'm not messing with it. Mm-hmm. A person, place, or thing. If it does not make sense to me, it's like, why this? Why that? And there, there's just some things that are not going to be answered in religion and outside of religion. That's just how it works. You're not going to get the answer mm-hmm. to everything. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and maybe sometimes, maybe certain things are, are better not knowing. At the end of the day, he, he is God. He knows mm-hmm. all. He sees all. You know. So I think with that, it really so, comes with trust so, and faith. Sorry to cut you off. You said some things are better off not knowing. So, again, same question like I asked Lawrence. What would you say to somebody who considers that to be blind faith? I feel like that's something that you can use in in faith or religion. But not just that. You can use that with anything, honestly. Cool. So it's like, you're going to say it's blind faith for this, but what about, you know, another thing in life? Somewhere in life, some some point in time in life, you're going to need faith. You're going to have to believe in something, whether you see it or not. It's just really cap if you don't. Some things you really, really need faith to believe in. 
you put that energy to get that energy back. I hear you. So my, my, my next question for you is, for someone who was born in Africa, what would you say to someone, you know, who says, you know, slaves were stripped of their culture and they were forced into Christianity? I love this conversation, especially when he spoke on, you know, uh, you know, African spirituality. Um, and there's certain things that I agree with, you know, being forced on us and all of that. Being an African, a lot of people don't realize that Christianity was in Africa way before that. Yeah, for a fact. You know. The idea of, the idea of it. Exactly. And it'll, it'll show you. Uh, in the New Testament with Apostle Paul, a lot of he went he did he did more than than the disciples combined. He went to Asia, he went to India, he went to Africa, he went to all these places places and preached the gospel. And you know, speaking to you know my mother, especially being African, she was like, you know, the culture and everything is cool. You know, we we did have our own gods, but a lot of the African gods and stuff like that, it was it was a lot of it was type weird. It was like type witchcraft in a way for me, you know, which is very dominant in Africa. I'm not going to say all of it is witchcraft, but she was like a, a lot of it was like spirits and powers and all this stuff. But, you know, people don't realize that Christianity that, you know, was in Africa. Before. Yeah, it was before that. It was just, you know, the white man, they, they took something that was good and made it for evil, like in the Bible. You know, the enemy takes something that's good, mm-hmm. and he turns it for evil. You know? Right. So like, my- when you say it's witchcraft, you're saying that from your perspective. Because if I'm not, if I know nothing about Christianity, and you tell me your belief system is, I believe in somebody who sent his son here to save us all, mm-hmm. and every year we part, every month we partake in something called communion, where we drink wine to symbolize his blood, and a piece of bread to symbolize his body, which is symbolically a form of cannibalism. Um, and then you catch the Holy Ghost, which is catching a spirit. So when you say, like, African spirituality is witchcraft, that's strictly from your perspective. Because if I know nothing about Christianity, I can look at it and say it's a form of witchcraft as well. I think it's important to define, like, what you consider witchcraft, because you didn't really get specific with, like, the African witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I think what he said is important, I guess... Because I was, I was I grew up on it, so I guess it's based on perspective. Right, right. Because somebody, somebody that's opposite from me would probably say otherwise. Right. So I do gotta see it from that perspective. I, because it it wasn't something that we went into brief. Um. Do you have any rebuttals, Lawrence? Well, as far as the witchcraft topic. Yeah. I mean, just. Josh definitely has a great point. It is coming from perspective because, um, I mean, other people are born into other religions. They're born into other lifestyles. Um, and I, I think that's where uh, it, it, the, judgment, the, the judgment does come in with Christians because we look down upon other people who um, have other belief systems or they do certain things. But um, even if we feel like like, even if I feel like what he believes in is completely wrong, um, at the end of the day, like, let's say he was born into his belief system right now, and we were, were we born into Christianity, you get what I'm saying? I'm not going to, like, be like, oh, you're completely wrong and charge it on his face. You know, I would try to show him what it's about on my end, but 
I mean, witchcraft thing for me is as far as like when it comes to the Holy Ghost and, and, and different and other spirits, it's it's when it's it's a very different feeling. It's a very different feeling. Um when so cause some spirits is there's this this when you play around with spirits and the witchcraft stuff, things get really dark. Um I guess you it's, gotta define witchcraft though. Hmm? I feel like you gotta define witchcraft hmm. because spirituality, I feel like there's a thin line between spirituality and witchcraft. Right. Gotcha. I mean, it's like, it is a thin line. I'm, for me, it's like tampering with, with dark spirits. Satanic. The, yeah, satanic spirits, the voodoo stuff. I, I, again, that I think that's based on perspective. It is. Like that's Josh why. Yeah, that's why I started off my statement saying right. it is based off perspective. Right. You get what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't have the. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. With you, I don't have the the exact, you know, definition for you. Right. You get what I'm saying? I'm saying based off my perspective, what I see it as is is this is, is tempering with dark spirits, satanic spirits, um, voodoo things. You know, those type of things. And but I I will tell you when it comes to tempering with that and and having the holy having the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit is, is two very different things. You know what I'm saying? It's very two different things. Um, so, how is the Holy Spirit different from like any other any other sort of spirituality? It's not related to Christianity. You would you wouldn't be able to answer that question unless you experience another spirit that's not related I, to Christianity. That's a good I think. I mean, that's a good uh, to, statement to piggyback on what he said because the Bible the Bible does say to try the spirit with the spirit. So it says what does to, that mean? to like, who, I don't know who said um, to to not just to uh, if you're a believer, you can't just be hopping into every church. You know, because I've I've been taught, but I've also seen that with going to certain churches, you can feel the spirit of the energy of that church. It's like a spirit of discernment. Mm-hmm. So with the spirit of discernment. I can feel if somebody is right for me or, or or not. I can go into a place. There's something off here. With the atmosphere. That that's not. Uh, yeah, the atmosphere is just off. That's what the Bible means to to try the spirit with the spirit. And I think to to answer his question with the African culture and coming from Africa, I think it's really based on my experiences, on what I've seen for myself. Being an African coming from Africa, that really affected my views, because I feel like I've seen things, heard things that it's not a conversation that you could have with everyday people because they'll look at you like crazy, crazy. Like, or yeah, weird, like oh no, that doesn't exist, or but it's like coming from Africa, like no, it's just, it's really no joke. That's why now he's telling the truth because I had a sweet mate who was super Christian. He came from Africa too. He's from Ghana. He would tell me stories about like. Headless people walking. You said what? Headless, headless people walking. Headless people headless walking. People walking. Bro, it sounds ridiculous, not... but he comes nah, from that. I, no, I don't. Like, I don't think. I'm just imagining it. Yeah, like and me, I'm like, yo, you tripping? Mm-hmm. But yo, he's telling me, yo, this is what I've seen, and Christ saved me from that. Who am I to tell him, yo, bro, you bugging for believing in that? And and I find what I find really crazy, and sort of a, a conundrum, is how people who come from Africa find Christ for salvation. And people from myself who are born on this side of hemisphere go back to African spirituality for our salvation. Why is that? I have no idea. I feel actually, I feel like it's because we felt like we were stripped from something. We were robbed from something. And we're just trying to get back to it. Right. I mean, I think at a certain point all religions weren't really exposed 
that again at a certain point they were forced to believe this way and if you didn't believe this way then they would yeah they would make sure all right like they would make an example out of you if you did not believe this way at a certain point in history in, so god in a place like africa if you don't have no faith you're pretty much a dead man walking for real for real because it's, it's really hard to make it out of there it's a, that's why people, oh yeah, I went to Africa and visited. It's a whole different. Africa, Africa is a spiritual place. Yeah, and not, being a spiritual place isn't really a positive thing because where good spirits are, negative spirits follow. Facts. Definitely. So that's what that's what's so scary about Africa. It is a thin line from a spiritual from, from like a spiritual perspective. Definitely, you know, definitely. Like good spirits and there's bad spirits that's in there too. Yeah, Lawrence. I wanted to to comment on something Josh said earlier when he said you can't really talk about the bad spirits unless you've encountered both. Um, now I have encountered both. I'm not saying I was filled with a demon or, or, or evil spirit or something like that, but I was attacked by one of them, by, uh, one of my family members who played with, um, the, the, the demonic spirits and tampered with that type of stuff. And somebody was mad at me and sent one of those things on me and tried to one, tried to basically like scatter my brain. And that was the worst feeling of my life. Like, I woke up, I heard three voices in my head. Like, basically, how God explained it to me was that they were around me, but they couldn't, like, consume me because I'm still protected um, by him. And it was the worst feeling of my life. Like, I woke up, I felt three, three voices in my head. I couldn't think straight. I was trying to pray and, like, pray against those spirits and I couldn't even focus on my prayer. Like I had to go to my, my, my parents and ask them to pray for me, for me to feel better. And I've encountered the Holy, the, the Holy ghost. Um, I'm in my, in our religion, I'm, I'm, I'm what we say when you're filled with the Holy ghost, I am filled with the Holy ghost. Um, so I've encountered both. It's very two different feelings. You get what I'm saying? It's, it's nothing where there's something that's trying to, control me or make me feel bad or, or attack my senses or make me do any bad things. You get what I'm saying? Like, and I've seen other people who have been filled with demons and have had a bunch of evil spirits. And it's, I'm telling you, bro, it's this, it's really scary, dog. Like it's really weird. Like where there was a woman who was possessed and she came to church to, to be delivered. And um, it was more so of once once the church started hitting a certain level spiritually and we started praising God a certain way, mm -hmm. she started feeling uncomfortable mm -hmm. because evil spirits can't feel comfortable in certain environments. Church. And she started like bugging out, like shorty dropped, started screaming. And I'm sitting here looking at her and I'm like, yo, what's wrong with her? My mother was like, it's the evil spirit. They did this and then like she started slithering on the floor like a snake. <laughs> I'm, sure. I, I lie to you not, bro. It's the weirdest thing. Mm -hmm. Started sure. slithering on the, on the floor like a snake. You get what I'm saying? Until they lay hands on her and they had to get rid of all of that. It's it's two very different things. You get what I'm saying? Right. So I'm. It, it's that's why I like for me I understand the difference of looking at the Holy Spirit of not like it's something evil or something there to bother me. You get what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I'm not gonna feel uncomfortable or start wilding out when. Somebody's talking about something positive or somebody, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to feel uncomfortable or I'm not going to want to attack somebody. I'm not going to 
certain spirits because there's many different spirits you can feel jealous of people you can want to attack people Mm -hmm. you can want to look down upon people you can feel like you're better than everybody you know what i'm saying but the holy ghost is not none of those things Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying so that's my experience from it so i'm gonna gonna piggyback off that what you said Mm -hmm. um the experience of both spirits and the lady who went to the church with a negative spirit and once the spirit of the holy ghost consumed her she started bugging out Nah, she didn't she she wasn't filled with the holy ghost it was more so of because of the spirit that was in her interacting with the Holy Ghost, she nah, started bugging out. She wasn't interacting with the Holy Ghost. No, because the spirit that was within her was interacting with the Holy Ghost. She started bugging out. I, what I'm trying to say is, there's other positive spirits out there. Because mm-hmm. I can, I think I'm a spiritual person, and I don't have a problem with church. I go to church, and they believe the Holy Ghost is in there, and I'm not, I'm not in there like, oh my God, there's something wrong with this place. I love the feeling of church. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of church. It's just certain concepts behind it I just can't rock with. Okay. But like, the spirits I have in me don't align with the ideals of the Holy Spirit. But once I'm around people who have the Holy Spirit within them, there's no tension between us. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's two different spirits, but it's not one is negative, one is positive. It's all about perspective. To me, my my spirituality is positive, and to you, yours is positive as well. And obviously we're coexisting in this room, so our spirits think they're cool as well. Right. All right, so my next question for you, Josh, is do, do you think the race of Jesus have affected people throughout history or, you know, kind of affect the people to this day both throughout history and to this day key to elaborate um well you look at slavery right and they're telling the slave who's not allowed to read the bible um yo jesus looks like us so if you disrespect us you're disrespecting jesus and the slave being ignorant because his master won't allow him to read the book that he's preaching from is in fear of the master but once the slave understands if you open is it revelations that says um skin of bronze hair wool um, the slave will then understand oh, I have a I have a sense of self empowerment because according to the to scripture, Jesus looks like me. So I think um if that ideal was transparent from the get go, slavery will be a whole different system. Okay. Um, so how do you think that affects us today? There's white Christians who view Christianity as if it's their thing. Mm. It's our religion. When re- in reality, Christianity belongs to everyone who chooses to believe it. Right. There's no specific race to it. No matter if Jesus was black, white, purple. If you believe in Jesus, that's what you believe in. And I think the idea that uh, white people specifically think, yo, this belongs to us. And black people are trying to change our belief system by making it all dance and spiritual crazy is a problem. Because mm. if you look at white church and black church, two, two different experiences. Things. Oh, Definitely. for sure. Ahead, I Paul. think that... We're in a society and through time where so we throw we throw color on something. Color has to be on something to the point where it's like, okay, he's white or he's black. And people take sp- scripture and, you know, honestly, with that scripture, with the, the bronze, and I, I really don't know. I really don't know. And personally, for me, I really don't care um, because I feel like it's turning into like another race or right. to where it's like, you know, every. Everybody puts a color on something. Um, I really don't know. I'm really just gonna wait till the day you know we see him. But it really has impacted society, you know, to what he said about you know white people, and even black people thinking that you know he's black or, you know, especially when these Israelites and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tripping. Yeah, yeah, facts. <laughs> on, on the yeah. app, right? <laughs> 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 
I think I I don't know what color he is, but like I don't I don't feel like there needs to be a, a color on everything. I hear you. Just he's gone. He's gone alone. So what about you, Lawrence? Like, has the race of Jesus affected you or affected people today? Um, not me. I mean, according to scripture, he's 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 black. He's one of us. Right. right. That's what I believe. That's what my ministry believes. But okay. Honestly, I don't really care if he was purple. You get what I'm saying? It doesn't really matter. To what me, if he was white? It doesn't really matter to me. Okay. I don't. I don't have a preference. Hold up. We'll get back to you, mm-hmm. Prince. What if he was white? You you would you wouldn't like no, that? I'm not following with it. You're not following with that? Yeah. He was born in Africa. I think he has different. You know what I'm saying? But go ahead. Now, for me, um, I know it definitely bothers some people because my agent, uh, Coach James, you know Coach James, my agent, mm-hmm. um, he he's in the 70s, so he. He experienced segregation um, when they were in Selma and they were marching and they were attacked by those by those dogs. He was bit as a little kid. He showed me. He even showed That's me a bite mark nuts. on his on his leg. That's nuts. It's not even that long ago. Exactly. So him, he doesn't really care for white people that much. You get what I'm saying? So for him, that preference of when they whitewashed Christianity mm-hmm. and they said Jesus is white. And they said, you know, this, this, and this. That he was like, man, I'm not about to serve no white god, or I'm not about to do this because of what he dealt with from white people and his experience. Uh-huh. So it definitely, it definitely hits certain people because they're like, man, you know, certain people. Uh, it, it's it's clear as day how white what what, what uh, white people have done to us over time and what they're still doing to us. So it's it does turn some people away. Um, yeah, especially the pro black. So all right, so Josh, so. Do, do do you believe in a hell? No, no. You don't believe in hell. So, uh, where do you think we go when we pass? And why? My question to you would be: Where were you before you were born? Um, where was I before I was born? Yeah. Well, again, I I don't have all the answers, but I would, I would think that you know God already had me pre-created. You know, he already know what I was going to do, how I was going to be delivered and things of that nature. So I don't have the answer for that because, you know, I don't know where I was because when I was born, that's when I knew where I was, you know, <laughs> I really don't know. Developmental psychologists say before you were born, you were in what they call a state of non-existence. Like, where where is that, though? You just don't exist. It's a state of non-existence. So like you're just banished, basically. You just like, don't exist. Just don't exist. You're nowhere. I'm, basically. I'm not. I'm not saying that's where you go when you die. Right. But a lot of people um, who don't believe in an afterlife believe you just return to that state of non-existence. Uh, mm-hmm. For me personally, I believe in a a spiritual realm when I pass, and I don't believe that you'll be tormented if you don't follow a set of guidelines or principles. <laughs> so I don't believe in a hell. I just believe in a spiritual realm that you go when you. All right, so so hypothetically, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. So hypothetically, let's say you're not living an ideal lifestyle. Let's say you you, you follow you know the, the the African spirituality, but you know you you're not necessarily following all the guidelines. You know you're still doing things that don't coincide with your beliefs. Are is there some sort of punishment in the afterlife, or you're just in that non-existent state? There's not really any set of guidelines I need to follow in my spiritual system. Okay. Um, I pretty much live my life, and if I find myself stuck in the in any situation, I ask for guidance. Um, okay. 
there's no right or wrong because we're all human at the end of the day. Mm. So uh, obviously, I'm not gonna murder, uh, rob, rape, now, stuff like that. Hypothetically, if you did, would there be a consequence? Because of my spiritual system, I wouldn't do that to begin with. Okay. But hypothetically, let's say you did, would there be a consequence? If I did what I did, I wouldn't be following my spirituality system. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just really trying to understand because I know that there probably is a Christian out there that has like a large load of sin and they feel like there might be a consequence for what they did. That's between them and what they believe. But I feel like every religion has that. And that's between the individual person and what they believe. So you you can't you can't rob and kill. I and wouldn't rape. rob, kill, and rape because of what I believe. Okay, so you can't be both, basically. Yeah, nah. Okay. To piggyback on a, a few things that he said, uh, like in Jeremiah when he told him when he wasn't what before you was in your mother's womb, I knew you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't really know. I, I do believe in uh, heaven and hell, and I I believe everything was predestined, and I and I think it says in the Bible that there's a a book for that in Revelation, where all like our lives was literally mapped out from the beginning. Um, because if you say that, you know, like where where were you or and stuff like that, if we think about Jesus, you know, he was born, you know, from Mary. So, you know, if you think about it, where was he? And but then he told his people, "I've been there since the beginning, before the creation of the world." You see what I'm saying? So it's yeah. not like, it, from what I think, you know, he was there since the beginning. You know, he came in the form of a baby and stuff like that, but he was there, right? You know, and um. If I feel like if there are consequences on earth, there there are consequences to everything. Okay. Whether you do, especially when you're doing wrong, because there's no way you're gonna murder, kill, steal, and 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 <laughs> you not get away scot free. No, yeah. in in any life realm or whatever. If there's prison time here, if you got to do the time here, you're gonna do the time somewhere else. It it really don't work that people. I feel like people getting confused to think that God is so forgiving. He is so forgiving. You can do what you yeah, want. Yeah, you can do what you want. You, listen, sir, you're gonna pay the price. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna pay the price. It don't work that way. Yeah, I'm gonna forgive you and everything, but you will learn your lesson, and you will see that with with people in the Bible, like like you see with uh, King David. You know what he did with Jeriah and stuff like that, and you know, and Bathsheba. God forgave him, and he said he was a man after his own heart, but still took his child. He cried, he weeped, he fasted. He still took his child, regardless. Right. So, I mean, you thought she was low, sir, but you're really not. He took his child. <laughs> All right, so my question for you, Lawrence, is um, if the idea of hell didn't exist, do you think you'd be just as Christian as you are today? Hmm. Um. Because for me personally, I don't think I would be as Christian. If the only two options were you stay in your grave forever or heaven, I don't feel like I would be as Christian. But then the question becomes then, do you genuinely love Jesus? Because if you did, you should love him regardless if there is a heaven or a hell. Right. You feel me? So are you more afraid of, of the consequences of you not loving Jesus or do you genuinely love him? Well... 
personally, um, over the years, probably since the last year or so, my relationship with God has evolved so much where um, the things, the, the way that I serve him, the things that I do for him, um, the way I live my life, it's not, it's not based off of um, the concept of me going to hell. It's more so me doing it because I love and I appreciate him so much. You know, I, I love what he has done for me. I love what he, where he has brought me from, what he, um, what he has brought me through. I'm not really, to be honest with you, I'm not, the way I, when I serve God now, I'm not thinking of hell. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say like. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm scared of hell. Oh, of course. Sure. Of course. The, the, the joint is scary. Nobody wants to go to that joint forever. You get what I'm saying? Like. There's no return from that. So of course that's still in the back of my mind, but it's not it's not in my servanthood. You get what right. I'm saying? It's not I don't pray to God every night because I'm like, oh, I feel like if I don't pray I'm gonna go to hell. That's not the way I, I serve God. I don't serve God in that. Right. Manner. You don't serve him in fear. Exactly. I don't serve him in fear. That's not like don't get me wrong, I am a God fearing man. But right. I don't serve him in that aspect of like I gotta do all of this so I don't go to hell. I gotta be a good person so I don't go to so I don't go to hell. I'm not gonna like, I can't rape this person because I'm going to go to hell. Like, I'm not going to rape that person. Because <laughs> it's wrong. Because it's wrong. Yeah, that's, that's wrong. Like, I have my own personal morals in itself. But, um, you know, I'm not, I don't do everything in the concept of, oh, yeah, this is. And I think that's where a lot of people think that, that I think a lot of people think that's how Christians operate. Right. So let yeah, me. But then, like, this, yeah. is the, this is the question that I have yeah. a lot of the times when it comes to, like, uh, religious conversation or religious dialogue. If somebody lives the perfect life of a Christian, but so happens just not to be Christian, do they end up in hell? Like they 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 live a perfect life, like they do good and they this do everything effort. that. But the they don't accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think accepting Jesus Christ. As your Lord and Savior, like, is a... That's the first step in being a Christian. Yeah. It's a prerequisite. Right. So, I mean, again, ultimately, me personally, I don't like to I don't like to think about where people go after they die just because, like, I'm not God, and the Bible says only God can judge you, so I leave that up to him. I try not to think about that stuff. So, for me personally, I I would just be like, man, that that's up to God. Whatever happens, happens to you. That's how I view it. I mean, you, you definitely... He says it clearly, like you have to accept him as your Lord and Savior, you know, as as your Lord and Savior. So I mean, it, it's you, you definitely have to do it. Okay, so, uh, so so my next question is, bro, do you do you believe that all other religions go to hell? I mean, but just because of what I know, probably, probably, yeah, basically, but they probably think we going to hell too. And yeah, they probably think the point. same thing. So, you know, I'm not going to lie, I do, but I'm not, like, damning everybody to hell. Like, not, like, right. walking around like, oh, you're going to hell because <laughs> what you believe in, like, that's, that's not me. You feel right. me? My thing is, like, listen, bro, like, you're going to live your life regardless. I'm going to live mine. If you choose to come this route, you do. And I, I wish you the best because, I mean, it's like it says in the everybody's redeemable. You get what I'm saying? So he can be, let's say, Let's say, uh, uh, let's say Paul was the atheist his whole life, right? Right. His last day on earth, he gives his he gives his life to Christ and asks for forgiveness. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that, that sounds like a get out of jail free card, nah, though. Boy, <laughs> it sounds like one. The boy that was on the cross with him, and he was like, you know, you've entered paradise. Like, he was genuine with it. Yeah, I guess I guess it depends on how genuine you are. Yeah, if you, it, it's not for, like, if he has the wrong intentions, like, all right, I'm about to just violate it. Yeah, I'm about to do whatever I want. Life. Yeah, until I'm, to, I'm on my deathbed, then. I'm about to be a serial <laughs> killer until it's time. Like, don't, don't be, like, in your dying breath, but, like, Lord forgive me. And then nah, I think you about to go see him. Like it don't work that way. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't get a dying breath. You exactly. That's what I'm saying. That is very so true. I, a lot of people have the wrong mindset. Like, oh yeah, I know when I'm about to die. Like some of y'all, some people go into a car accident, go into a coma, and die in that coma. Right. You never wake up again. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's think, a weird concept. I think that's what the day of judgment is for. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I think requirements like that is really up to him. To be honest, definitely. So my my next question for you here, Prince, is since, you know, we were brought up in the church, right, and necessarily being brought up in that sort of lifestyle wasn't our choice. It was our parents' choice, right? So for for that Muslim, for that Jew, you know, for that Buddhist, for that Hindu, they probably more than likely were brought up in that religion as well. So do you think it's fair, you know, for someone who necessarily didn't have the choice of their religion to burn in hell? No. So, is well, why do you think that is? Because if it was the other way around, they would think the same thing. I'm brought up in it, so how can I? I was brought up in it. But you, you do serve a, a fair and just God. Yeah. Do you, do you so, see how some people could find that hypocritical? Of course. It, it does sound very hypocritical to deem you unworthy because you was born into something that you had no control of and you're going to burn in hell for it. Right. <laughs> Like it's type crazy. I think it's stuff like that that kind of like. Yeah, honestly, as, as a Christian born and raised in the church, those are some questions that I do have because I felt like I had the luxury of being born and raised in the church, mm-hmm. you know. But that's something that same Muslim, the same person, a lot of people that I went to school with and stuff like that, are like that's not fair to them because they were exposed to the same thing that I was exposed to in a different way. The same question I asked the same question once, and the way they broke it down to me was, no matter what religion somebody's born in they will always, at one point in their life, be introduced to the idea of Christ. And it's their decision to accept it or not. But then, my rebuttal was this. If I'm born into no religion at all, and you tell me, in order to find Christ, I have to close my eyes, uh, get and step into my shoes, and walk my spiritual journey, and Christ will find me. But what if I'm walking this journey, and I just stumble upon Allah? Or I stumble across the 5% nation. I stumble across Buddha. Am I wrong? Lawrence, care to rebuttal? Good question. Uh, I mean, in those moments, God is not going to hold you accountable for something. Like, he's not going to be so, he's not going to be hold you accountable at that moment where uh, you're doing something wrong that you don't know about. But it's it's when you are introduced to Christ, when he does give you that option to come his direction, then that's when it does, that's when it does get a little different. I mean, for us, we, you know, God, it says in the Bible, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So we're not, we don't have the same mindset as him. Mm-hmm. You get what right. I'm saying? So we don't see things the way. So to us, we're like, yo, that's messed up. You get what I'm saying? Like right. if he's born into this or he stumbled upon that first before he stumbled upon God and he got a you get what I'm saying? It's messed up because we know how easy it would be 
for us to have a different mindset if we was introduced to something else and if it seemed like that was the right thing yeah but it's not it's not more so being introduced more than it is being saved by something else so worst case scenario extreme case scenario if i'm a woman right mm-hmm. and i get gang raped and i have to deal with the trauma of being gang raped the the psychological stress the physical stress the social burden of being a rape victim um 10 years down the line i get over it and people ask me how did you get over it and i and the woman says allah saved me no Christian or no other religion on earth has the right to tell that woman, well, yeah, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. When she's telling you, I was saved because of this belief system. I went through this and this saved me. And you're telling me I'm wrong. And you're telling me, because according to your belief system, I'm doomed for eternal damnation. Mm. Yo, that is deep right there, bro. That is deep. How do you go about that from there? I know, and, and you know, a lot of people that go through something traumatic like that, and you try to teach them the ways of Christ, they're not always that willing to hear about it. Because it's like, some people ask them, where was Christ when that was happening to me? Some people say. Everybody, yeah. Definitely, yeah. That's, that's, I think that's one of the, the major things that people do have who don't believe in God. They're like, if, if a lot of people, um, like one of, my, one of my college basketball teammates, um, we, we, was, um, we had a, a role game, and he was talking before the game. Um, and he was asking me, he was like, if God is real, why did he, uh, why does he allow rape to happen? Why does he allow certain things? And It's not going to be perfect. God never promised a perfect world. Now, see, what we don't understand is how it was broken down to me. Um, at that point, I had no idea. I said, I don't know yet. I was like, I'm still learning. I, I don't know. I don't know yet. I'll get back to you. The way it was broken down to me, um, when it says in the Bible, um, somewhere in Genesis, I don't know it by hand. I have it written down somewhere. Um, when God created man and he gave us dominion, um, when he gave us dominion, which means he gave us free will. When in that in that essence, and God yeah. is not a God to to contradict his own word. So once he said that, it means that he did not give you freedom. He gave us freedom, but it's, it's deeper than that. It's more so of he cannot operate in the elf in the earth realm like that without without prayer. You get what I'm saying? So that's why it's like that, and and because of that, that's why sin that's why sin exists because of people have that free will and people decide to do what they want to do. You get what I'm saying? Even healing and 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 the 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 healing aspect in Christianity, all of that cannot happen without prayer. You get what I'm saying? Everything okay. that that happens in Christianity cannot happen without prayer. Prayer is the key to everything happening. You get what I'm saying? God is not a human. He is a spirit. So he cannot operate like a human on earth. So it's not like he can just snap his finger and like, oh yeah, she's not going to get raped. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. He doesn't like seeing this. He hates it. He hates seeing sin. You get what I'm saying? He doesn't like it happening. That's why he destroyed uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I hear you. So that and, and and see that's why that's why he he uses certain people to do his kingdom works on earth. You get what I'm saying? That's why he has he he ha, he put people in in position. But brother Lawrence, what's the next time you preaching, man? <laughs> <laughs> that last sermon was fire. Um, me me personally, like 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 what Josh said earlier. Uh, like a lot of Christians believe that no matter what religion that you do choose, that you will eventually be introduced to God. But, you know, growing up, like, again, born and raised in Christianity, 
I've been introduced to all the religions, and I'm reluctant to go to any of them. So I'm assuming that people that were born into other religions are reluctant to come to ours. Yep. So in my opinion, there's a strong argument that can be made that that is not fair. It can be. It definitely can be. And for me, it's like, um, uh, gee, you know, um, there was a young lady, because I, I used to work at Flushing High School after I graduated. I came back, and I was uh, working there as a basketball coach and a mentor. And there was a young lady that I was mentoring, and she's Indian. She follows the Hindu culture. And um, I was talking to her about something, and um, it, it helped me see it helped me see things in a different perspective because she was introduced, she was born, and she was introduced into that Hindu culture, so nothing was nothing about it was wrong to her. Right. You get what I'm saying? It's 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 really easy for you to be strong on that one thing, but see, um, like my my thing with Christianity, like the way. The way my, my bishop is, my, my pastor, as some people will, will call it, um, my father. Close to the mic. Closer oh, to my fault, my fault. Yeah, you good. Um, everything that by my bishop or um, some people say my pastor teaches us, he backs everything up with with, with scripture. You get what I'm saying? He, he, he makes it clear to you. So it's not like he's leading you astray. It's not like he's, it's like everything he teaches us. You get what I'm saying? Like he backs it up. And a lot of other some religions don't have that. I mean, like, but it's the same thing as Christianity. Some questions aren't answered. You get what I'm saying? Everything is gonna have that. Um, everything is gonna have that. That what little, if? That what if? Everything is like it's like that in every aspect of life, with basketball careers or or whatever. You get what I'm saying? But it Step is tough. It, it's definitely tough because sometimes I I do feel like like man, that's messed up. Like you know, but because it's hard. Like, but she. She wanted to come to Christianity, right. but she knew if she would, her her family would disown her. Right, they would throw her out the house. They would beat her. They would she would be homeless. You mm. get what I'm saying? So some people, like some people, are being controlled in their religion. Some people they don't have a choice. But then again, it's the same thing. Christianity sometimes becomes because some people force it on you, and like where some kids. Like with some parents, um, they're like, "Oh, you got to come to church with me. You got to do this. As long as you live in my house, you you gonna be a Christian. You gonna be this, and you gonna you get what I'm saying." So, we can get into that later. Yeah. Uh, so my question for you, Prince, um, where do you think we go when we die? And I know like you believe in heaven and hell, but like, can you kind of walk me through that process? Like, God forbid, someone passes. You know, like what what do you think that process is like? I think based on scripture, because I'm not going to lie, it's been a while. Uh, I think Revelation says, I think in the Bible, I think we kind of have our own purgatory, I think. Uh, I believe. I either think these two things. We sleep, we rest until he comes back and, you know, captures us, you know, day of judgment and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, you know, some go to hell, some go to heaven. Or I used to always think, okay, you die, and as soon as you die, your soul, you know, goes either to hell or, you know, well, well done, my good and faithful servant. Uh, so with, with that, it's, it's always been difficult. Um, so I either think you rest until that day or your soul naturally just goes there. Um and I also think, like the Bible says, I think there's a 
It might, there might be a purgatory that I'm not I'm not too familiar about, but I think Revelation speaks on that. Okay, so Josh, can you kind of walk me through the process of what you believe happens when you pass? God forbid. You just welcome to the afterlife by all the previous versions of yourself, that being your ancestors. So you believe when you pass, you'll see like your ancestors in the afterlife, and they'll. Grandfather, great grandfather, great 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 grandfather. Mm. They just welcome me with open arms. And then, like, that's what I believe. And, and and what do you what do you think happens after that? Like you guys just roam the earth, like kind of. I, I I just don't know. So roam the spiritual realm and give advice to the future versions of ourselves, mm. which will be our offspring. So is it like remember like Black Panther? Yeah, Black Panther probably like had, had the with, best with description pops, of that. Right? Yeah. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. So, Lawrence, do you care to walk me through the process of what you think happens when you pass, God forbid? Who destinations in my eyes? Right. You see the. You gonna be with him? Or so can I'm, I piggyback on what? I I I want him to go a little more in depth. Uh -huh. So so God forbid you pass, mm -hmm. and then like like what happens then? Like what do you what are you looking at? Like what? Like it's just you and God, and just like all right, like that type of thing. Um. No, I mean. I'm still studying the Bible, so I don't know everything yet. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? There's some things I'm still learning. Um, there's been different descriptions of what heaven is like. Obviously, everybody's not going to know exactly what it is until you would actually see it for your own eyes if you do get there. But you'll, you'll be a spirit, but regardless of the fact. Um, nah, I mean, like, the way it was explained to me is different sections of it. Um I mean, I don't really know. It's really a what if right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that looks like. You know right. what I'm saying? I can't really. Yeah. Not, like, not like I can sit here and explain what heaven is. I don't know. I haven't been right. there. You know what I'm saying? I, it's a wonder. Like, I'm like, is it going to look like this? Is it going to look like that? I don't really know. I can't tell you. Um, But from what I've been taught about, um, about hell right now, like, it's not right now. Hell is not really there right now right now it's like nobody's burning right now for the end you know what i'm saying like that comes after he comes back and all mm -hmm. of that that's not nobody is even if you're you're you went there right now it's like abyss it's so 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 they're just standing around hold no, on it's not. but then when he died and went to hell and took back the key oh it's all okay I thought you were gonna say more. That's that's why I <laughs> because you said it's it's just there, but remember it said he died, he went and took the key from Satan. That's the gangster joint in the Bible when he was like, um, who was this king of glory? And he was like, I am. Who was he talking to when he said that? Nah, he went to hell and he said Yeah, he did he Who did. is this king of glory? Right. He said, I that was gangster. Like, that's why I remember that joint. So when I said there's no hell, I don't mean like that doesn't exist. I'm saying the concept of what we think it is. Yeah, of burning. Of yeah. burning right now. That's not mm. happening. So what is happening in hell then, in your opinion? You don't think people are burning? Not burning. I th it's You're definitely, definitely something you're suffering. You're Remember definitely not enjoying in the scripture when old boy was calling somebody from heaven and he was like, give me a droplet of water. The old dude that was poor or whatever. Or the yeah, rich no man. Nah, no, I know. So, he, was like, he was like, just give me a just, drop just, to just quench a my thirst. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got to Google the verse, not going to lie. A lot of people getting confused that think the devil's in hell. No, he's on earth. 
what they call him the prince of the darkness. No, uh, Jesus called him the prince of this world. He's on earth because when he spoke to, when him and God have a conversation about Job, and he was asking the devil, "Where you been at? Oh, I've been going to and fro, seeking who I may devour." devour. He's on earth. He's not in hell. And people don't understand that hell was not meant for us, for people. Hell was meant for the devil and his angels. But since he got thrown down, he's like, I'm not going down like that. I'm going to see who else I can round up. I'm going to get as many people as I can Misery to come company. and join me. Exactly. Okay. I'm, I'm learning things. I'm learning things. <laughs> Josh, you good? Yeah. No, I, like everything you're saying right now, as long as that's what you believe, that's yeah. cool. Okay. But like some people say that. And say, yeah, this is facts. It's a fact he's on earth. It's a they fact don't. this is happening. Yeah, that's what that's how people preach it sometimes. If that's if that's what you're saying mm-hmm. as your belief, mm-hmm. go ahead, bro. What do you think he's? Where do you think he is? I don't believe in no devil at all. No. Okay, <laughs> I wish we had more time, but we got 15 minutes left. So uh, my next question is, um, what is your proof of Jesus? Prince, to start with you. Kid or library? I mean, you know, essentially you you've seen a lot of things just uh coming from Africa, certain experiences, being in America. Um I, I think I would be a fool to say that that God doesn't exist because he continues to make a way out of no way, you know. Mm. Uh especially for me and my life and my family and stuff like that. Uh I think a lot of us, you know, like, not really supposed to be here. We would have been gone a long time ago. Right. But he always comes through, you know, in the nick of time. Uh, so I'll say a lot of my experiences is what led me to this, to really believe, you know, that. I hear you. So, Lawrence, what is your proof of Jesus? Definitely my life experiences. Um, there's definitely several. Obviously, I'm not going to go into all of them. We don't have the time to do it. And I'm not trying to sit here and babble and write a book um, with my words. But um, it's it's definitely when I've been down and out and I have spoken to him and I've asked him for help and I've prayed and I've, he've always, he's always showed up. He's always made a way. I know him as a miracle, a miracle worker. I know, a, I know him as a healer. You know what I'm saying? Um, when... My, my, my father, you know, not my biological father, my, my father, um, he's di- he was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Um, doctors told him he didn't have long to live. He was going to die. God said otherwise. Uh, um, what, what would you say to people that believe that that's a coincidence? Nah, man. I don't. <laughs> when. See, the same people who will say that will. They'll put all of their beliefs in in certain studies. Science. In science. Well, science told us my father was going to die. Right. You get what I'm saying? All of their research was told us my father was going to die. He was going to have a surgery. He was going to have to go on chemo for the rest of his life. And he was going to die in a certain amount of time. When they went to have the, uh, when they went to do the, 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 the surgery and take the tumor out, the tumor shrunk so small, he never mm. had to go on chemo. Mm. You get what I'm saying? That, that's not the only example. I've seen it in so many other people, so many other situations. Science also gave us gravity. So, like, what would you say to someone who, like, who who believes in science? That, like, there's just so many, so many realms of information that science has proved things. When to it me. comes to, like, phenomenon, it all falls back to perspective. 
Okay. Like, if you were, if your father was a Muslim, you would have said, Allah saved my father. Mm-hmm. If if you were a, a comedic, the ancestors refused to let my father go. If a scientist says, well, the data says this and that, and it's just a scientific phenomenon that he didn't pass away. So it's all about perspective. At the end of the day, it's perspective and belief in faith. Mm. So with all these things, what makes it true? I guess it's based on your experiences. It's a fact. Because like when, some, when somebody says, prove Christ or God or whatever you believe in, prove this exists, you can't prove it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Yo, There's no proof deep, that God does not exist. Right? So my question, the same question for you. So what what's the proof that your beliefs are real? Mm. The same thing they said, my personal experiences. I'm here. I'm the person I am today. Glass, you know where I come from. Right. Like high school, I, you wouldn't think I'm the man I am today coming from what I was doing in high school. <laughs> it's a full <laughs> fact. You know what I'm saying? So it's like my spirituality plays a big part in that. And that's not that's my personal experience. And that's why I believe it. You went through what you went through, and Christ is what salvaged you. That's what you believe in. Same thing for you and you. It's all about perspective and your own personal experience. So if somebody tells me, yo, bro, what you believe is wrong, I'm sorry you feel that way, but that's what I believe. Right. Do, you, do, do y'all think that there can only be one, though? I mean, yeah, that's what we believe. We we know there only can be one. You're not the only one that believes that. Yeah, that's what I I'm know. saying. I know. <laughs> These are questions that we don't have the answer to. Right, right. Really scratchy and noggin. So, so my my next question is, um, give me a second. I just had it. I literally just. So, what would be the main goal? Would you say of Christians, Lawrence, or what do you think the main goal should be? Should be. Yeah. Um. The main goal should be is to represent Christ in the best way possible. To be the best type of spitting image of him that you possibly can of, mm. of how he that's very hard <laughs> and it's that is extremely hard that's that's an everyday battle right it's an everyday battle you know what i'm saying especially when when you start finding out how much things are sins and you're like what <laughs> like you i didn't even know that was a sin like yo like like i'm like, like masturbation and pornography i didn't know and and i didn't find that out until like my junior year of high school that was a sin i was like what he like, was probably deep by that point. Bro, <laughs> bro, lustful, it, lustful thoughts lustful are a sin. Thoughts, yeah. Bro, bro. I had no idea, so I'm like, bro, Some me, at least I can think it. Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, man, yeah, I'm not gonna, hold, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Like, I'm not gonna hold you. I, I've really, I've, I, yeah, you, nah, bro. I prayed, and I'm like. God, why do I gotta be a saint? I would be like, yo, God, why are you giving me testosterone then? <laughs> For real. <laughs> See, it's because you know everything is connected to the spiritual aspect of it, and so like like sex, it's a spiritual aspect of it. The, the transfer of spirits, the soul ties, all of that. That's why certain things mm. are a sin. You get what I'm saying? So it's a reason behind it. But when you're thinking of the flesh. You're not worrying about that. You're like, yo, I just want what I want. I'm trying to take show to the crib, do what I gotta do. You feel me? Like, I'm trying to have fun. You feel me? So you're not thinking about that. Or you late night, you up. You feel me? You get certain bored. thoughts. You bored. You know, it happens. We men, it happens that way. And you like, yo, I'm just feel me trying to. I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to get one off or whatever the case, whatever the case may be. You get what I'm saying? It's 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 like that. You know, that's why I'm saying like the your the main goal should be trying to. Uh, uh, be like Christ in the best way possible. Try to represent him. And it's, it's definitely hard, man. It's a battle. Because like we said earlier, um, 
even though you're a Christian, you know, you're still going to have struggles. You're still going to have mistakes. You're still going to sin. You're still going to have your shortcomings. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm far from perfect. I'll never be perfect. Nobody right. every nobody ever will be perfect. You get what I'm saying? Okay. I have to ask for forgiveness a whole lot. Same. A whole lot. You get Same. what I'm saying? Like, honestly, it's to the fact that every day I pray, I ask for forgiveness. Because I'm like, I'm like, Lord, please forgive me for any any sin that I have committed Facts. knowingly or unknowingly. Because sometimes you do stuff you and don't you don't even, even realize. It's second bro. nature. Don't even, it's a second nature. Like, I had a problem with cursing. Like, really bad. You get what I'm saying? And I'm like, and I, I got hit with it because certain people was like, bro, aren't you a Christian, bro? You you be out here wilding. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's something made me hit. Like, so I, I'm like, I'm working on it. got a point. I, I'm like, I couldn't say nothing. I'm like, you, you right. I'm like, yo, it's a battle, bro. Like, I'm not perfect. You get what I'm saying? Like, right. don't think just because I serve God, I got it all figured out. Nobody ever going to have it all figured out. Right. I think so what, what would you think is the, is the main goal or should be the main goal of all Christians? Uh, I said, before he did, he ascended, he said, my last commandment is that you, uh, what he said, that you love one another. And I think some people take that lightly. And mm. I think that's something that everybody struggle with some way, somehow. Oh, for sure. The whole world struggles with The whole with world struggles with that. Because it's easy to love someone you care about, your family. Yeah, because. But that stranger, that rapist, that murderer, facts. it's very hard to love them. I always thought, okay, you ascended up. Why did you make that your last commandment out of all things to say? Right. But he said it for a reason. Right. Because love don't come easy for anything or for anybody. Know. That's a fact. And it hurts sometimes. Yeah. We, we turn against people if they have a different mindset of us. Exactly. They have That's a different right. belief system. If, you know, they have a different lifestyle, we turn against them. You get what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to homosexuality, of course, in our, in our belief system, that is a, a abomination. It's right. a major sin. Right. I don't hate gay people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gay, you gay, bro. That's your business. Like, right. God don't hate them too. Make sure we mention that. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? He doesn't like the sin. He hates the sin. He doesn't hate the person. And I think that's where a lot of Christians don't understand that concept. Right. And they start bashing people and they start hating people. That's not what he's trying to say. You feel me? If, if, if any one of y'all was gay, bro, that's your business, fam. I'm just, don't ever try me and we good. You know, I'm telling like I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not about to do no gay activities with you, but I'm not about to hate you. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. So, Josh, like, what would you say based on your beliefs is the main goal for what you believe in, or should be the main goal for what you believe in? I'm gonna say it should fall for all belief systems. Okay. What was the first thing you said when he asked you the question? Um, I said to. Be the spitting image, right? Yeah, spitting image. Or as close as possible. As close as possible. So, in essence, the best version of yourself mm -hmm. that relates to your belief system. I think that's what it should be. The mm -hmm. best version of yourself. I don't think the goal of any belief system should be to go out and spread the word and be an evangelical. I don't think that should be the goal of it. It should be to be the best version of yourself that relates to your belief system. So, if, so... So you could be the perfect example of your belief system. So when somebody says, yo, I know a Christian dude, they know a good man. Right. When somebody says, I know a Muslim, they know a good person. Uh, yo, I know a 5 percenter, they know a good person. And and when, when if that's the goal of all belief systems, nobody could say, well, I can never be a Christian because of him. Right. I can never be Muslim. You see what they're doing? Nobody can say that if you just worry about yourself. Mm. But when you go out and say, um, Yo, I need you to believe what I believe, Glass. And if you don't, something's wrong with you. Mm. I don't like that. 
So uh, to answer your original question is, yeah, be the best version of yourself so you could be the prime example of your belief system. Copy, I like that. Mm. So my next question for you is, what would you do if hypothetically your child chooses a different belief system? Same thing my mom did with me. I know where I stand with my belief. You figure out your own. So there would be virtually no backlash for a different path? No, I don't control you. Okay, okay. What about you, Lawrence? Uh, basically the same thing. I mean, it would be a little tough for me because I, I do want my kids to, to do that. But right. um, God gave us free will. You get what I'm saying? And he's not into control. If God is not into controlling us, why should I control anybody? You feel me? That's the way I look at it. So I don't want to control my kids. I don't want to control their lives. It's, you know, same thing. I, I'm a basketball player. I want my son to play basketball. If he doesn't, that's his that's his decision. You get what I'm saying? So understand, like, I'm not going to hate you. I'm still going to love you. You're still my child. But I just understand you're not going to partake in my lifestyle, and I'm not going to partake in yours. You get what I'm saying? You live your life. I'm going to live mine. I still love you. And we just got to have to leave it at that because I can't force. I'm, I'm not into forcing nobody. So are, are you saying that you would be somewhat distant if your uh, child chose a different path? Boundaries. To, to a certain extent. I mean, it's not like. I'm like, you can't come to Thanksgiving. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. But. You wouldn't participate in like what they believe. Nah, so like you if you. Kinda... Yeah, like I'm not about to come to the. To a mosque or something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm not coming to that. That If that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's your business. But I'm not about to partake in what you're doing. Because I have my, my beliefs. You have your beliefs. Right. What if you got a child that has like a special, a special belief system? Where it's like. So if, if he's Muslim, obviously you're going to let him pray five times a day in the house. It's not a problem. Or would that be a problem? Ah! <laughs> mm, that's tough. I'm going to keep it a stack. Not in, not, not in my crib. Like, I tough. feel like... Tough. Yeah, I'm not you might have to do that somewhere else. Wow. Because I was going to say, like, I'm thinking, it's just prayer. You just pray to a different God. What I was going to say next was, what if he was practicing voodoo? That you would not allow in your house at nah, all. Nah, Hell. nah. But no. you wouldn't allow a worship of another God that's not yours in the house. Because I feel like that's that's tight disrespectful. And it's tight weird that I'm praying this in one room and you're praying. Like, that's like two different spirits. Yeah. It's not, it's not like Damn. either way, I feel like. So can you truly accept your child being another religion if you can't have just, him do it in the house? Just don't do it in my house. Because mm. it's, like it's, it's the crib. But, but then again, if they. If, but if they do it somewhere else, aren't they bringing the spirit back home? They doing whatever they do over there. He's not lying about that. He's at not. All. Yo, that's why he's here. This is why he's here. This is not. Listen, this is our home. This is somebody. This is the foundation. But but the 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 claim that he's making is that he's gonna bring that back home anyway. So if you allow him to practice that outside the home, he's gonna bring it back home, which is the same. Your home is your sanctuary. It's not the same thing though when you're praying for it, Facts. and when you bring because at the end of the day, like when you're a Christian and you pray over your home, you have yes. that protection in your home. You get what I'm saying? It's different from him doing something, have like practicing something in the house, and just having something that's in him or on him, and he's there. That's Man, that's like I don't even know. That's what like I when he do. told Moses and them and the Israelites to put the blood over the post. How are you gonna put the blood over the post if I'm this and and you an atheist? But then it gets it gets very it gets very complicated because it's not like your child is an atheist. Your child prays for the same things that you pray for. You pray for just a safe home. He's praying for a safe home. Mm. It's just being sent to a different person. You should have a podcast, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because Yo. I feel like it's it's confusing then. 
I understand, but I mean, I, for for me personally, like he's gonna go through the whole nine. Like you're going to Sunday school growing up, you're going to church growing up. You feel me? You're probably gonna be in the children's choir too. Yeah, so whatever. you know you did your part as a parent as for right. introducing it to But them, at right? a okay. at a certain age, again, I can't control you. Like if you're 18, 19, 20, you're still living at home. I can't say you know you can't practice what you want to practice. But man, you doing right upstairs though. <laughs> I feel like if if any person of faith, nobody's come on, nobody's really gonna be okay with that. I I honestly don't. I honestly don't know what I would do. But it's gonna be tough to say, hey son or daughter, you can't do that here. But then again, it's like, all right, you can't do that here. You can do that somewhere else, but then you can come back here. You know, it's like you might as well do it here. Like, what yeah. if it's raining that day? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what if it's raining? You still shouldn't do that in the house because it's it, respect. Yeah, man. You get what I'm saying? My thing is, listen. If I respect you enough, like if 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 you're my son, I'm like I respect you enough that that's what you want to believe in. Respect me enough to respect my home to understand I don't want this done in my home. You get what I'm saying? So it's a respect level there. Like, well, listen. If you're gonna do that, that's fine. Live your life, bro. A 17, 18 year old might not understand crib. that. Uh, yeah, of course they're not going to because, how man, how many lessons have our parents taught us as a kid that we rubbed off and as an adult we was like, damn, they was right. Mm-hmm. You're, right. Never, you're never gonna fully understand that as a as a kid. Oh well, tough luck, bro. Honestly, how many right. how, how many how many hard pills that we had to swallow as kids? That's bro? a fact. That's a, that's life, dog. I'm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We still have to swallow as an adult. No, but your, your child's gonna gonna hate you, man. It's like having a homosexual kid. It's like, yo, you could be homo, don't do it in the house. Man, he didn't come in yet. But so just, hey, what on. would you do if your child was homosexual, male or female? Real quick, because you don't got much time left. Just don't do it in the house. <laughs> he said, talk in your high pitched voice You're outside of my household. <laughs> like, Legit, though. That's just how I'm feeling. I mean, if that's if that's that would be okay. I mean, man. It's tough, though, man. That's it is tough. tough. Let's keep it a stack. Yeah. It is tough. But then again, Jesus told us to love everybody, man. It's, yeah, I can love you. That I can love you. To, from a distance? Can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> people get that really confused. Yeah, but like, it goes really back can, to like the man. kid not understanding that. You loving me from a distance. I'm 14. So my pops hate me. You think I'm loving you from a distance. Like, no, he hates me. He doesn't want me doing me, well, being I, myself in the house. I would try to sit down with him or her and try to explain. Try to explain it. They're not gonna understand. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, we gotta understand that that's life, and everything happens with time. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully, your kid can can realize when they become of age and understand that, like, listen, he doesn't hate me. He just doesn't want that done in my crib. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like if your son starts smoking or whatever, and let's say let's say let's say you're you're not even a Christian, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you're not even a Christian, and you're like, and but you don't smoke. You're like, listen. Like, if you smoke, that's your business. Just don't smoke in my crib. That's that's tough because smoking is a hobby. Come Religion on, is a is. lifestyle. Wait, but, so but you let your, on, you let your child smoke in your crib? No, because that's a hobby. You could do a hobby anywhere else. Religion is a lifestyle. Being a homosexual is a lifestyle. To, to some people, probably like Wiz Khalifa. Now, those potheads, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we does a lifestyle. Life. Some, of them, no. some, of the, some of it does become a lifestyle because it becomes so much of a habit, and they rely on that. For their everyday, everyday needs. Right. I think I think Josh is a good point though because there are different types of smokers. There's some that do it real heavy, yeah. but there's some that do it once in a blue. Definitely. So if you don't, if you do it once in a blue and not in my house, then I guess I can't really control that. But you can't stray away from religion. He's Muslim all the time. Some people might be part time smokers or smoke once in a blue. Hold on. So you can't avoid. But then there's also people that say they're Muslim or say they're Christian, but not. If but, you come on, let's but, but don't walk the walk. They don't yeah. walk the walk. 
But, but this, you, are but, you real? But but there's plenty of times as Christians we stray away from the path. For sure. Plenty of times. For sure. So I mean, who are we to point the finger? You know what I mean? Everybody's gonna struggle. You you know you're not gonna be burning for God every day. You're not gonna be so interested. You get what I'm saying? You're not gonna want to read your Bible every day. That's like motivation, bro. Motivation comes and goes. Some days I really want to change the world. Yo, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Other days, bro, as an athlete, like Glassford knows, bro. There's days I do not feel feel like getting out of bed, man. You get what I'm saying? And I love basketball. I love training. You can ask him, bro. Like he thinks I'm a maniac sometimes. Like I'll go in the gym for six hours, bro. But there's days I'm like. I just want to watch TV and lay up. You feel That's me? A fact. It it comes and goes. You're never Sometimes gonna have that consistent. You're never gonna have consistent interest. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? That's a fact. So I mean, but it's 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 a tough topic. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard pill to swallow. But I understand, like, like I just don't. Yeah. Want again, I feel part. like based on what I what what I grew up on is like my parents pay for my food. They pay for the roof I lived in. They pay for my bills. So I had like I had to respect, respect them. I couldn't Hold there's certain down. boundaries I couldn't cross. So I feel Hold like down. if that's a certain rule in your household that you set, Hold it down. then you feel me, then they might have to go do that. Respectfully, bro. I at the end of the day, like I'm taking care of you, I'm providing this for you. Respect this right. rule. If you have your own house, exactly. you do what you want. When you if you don't like it, get of age, get your stuff together and move out and live your life the way you want to live it. Mm-hmm. How you ha- how you live in your house is your business. But how you live in my crib is gonna be one is gonna be another way. Even right. it's like even if like I have my own house. Let's say let's say in the future G goes G go through uh, some financial issues. He's like, bro, can I, can I stay can I stay with you for a month? Get back on my feet. I'm like, yeah, no problem. But he likes to walk around naked in his crib. That's not flying in my crib. What are you doing, bro? Put some clothes on. You feel me? It's just boundaries. Like, nice. and I understand it's it's tough when it's tied to. Uh, a lifestyle or Christianity or religion or, or homosexual. Right. But you don't want to hide it. Yeah. Like my thing is like, I understand that's what you comfortable with doing. Just don't do it in my crib. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's just my preference. Like, I just don't want that. Like, I don't want you bringing your boyfriend over to smash upstairs in my crib. I don't want to hear you and your boyfriend <laughs> moaning. I, I, there's no way I want to hear that. man. Boy or girl. <laughs> Truthfully. You know what I'm saying? So like, like bro, my mother, I couldn't bring a girl to my crib and with the with the, the door closed. Like <laughs> even if you feel me like he knew. Like, I, I, I still can't bring girls to my crib. <laughs> bro, like you, you know what I'm saying? Like my mother was like, all right, if you bring a girl in the crib, the door gotta be open. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what I'm gonna do? Storm out, I'm gonna run away. I'm gonna, oh F you mom and, and, and run out like nah bro like I have nowhere else Screw to go you, she's taking care staircase. of me you know what I'm saying at the, at the end of the day like I think any kid that, that gets mad at that is to a certain extent ungrateful because they're forgetting what their parents have done for them and what they provide you do have to remember like my pops may not like this but he's been there for me he's provided this like you know what I'm saying right be grateful be grateful for what you do have alright all right, cool I can't do this here when I get my crib that's how I'm operating Right, that's a fact. Because things are going to be very different when I have my own house. Of course. So. Way different. Everybody has their own preference. You're not going to live the same way right. you did as a kid because that was your parents' grip. Right. Everybody has their set and, of rules. And, and the same things that some of my, like some things my parents neglected me from, I plan on giving that some of those freedoms to my kids. For sure. You feel me? So I guess, you know, we all do learn something. So with that being said, does anybody have any final thoughts? All right, great. So anybody want to drop the social medias? It's okay if you don't. Don't be shy. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I could just drop it in the description if y'all like. You don't got to say nothing. It doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> All right, great. So that has been another episode of Appointment Miscellaneous Talks. Thank you very much for listening. I love each and every single one of you. More importantly, God loves each and every single one of you. <laughs> That's so cliche. That is all. That is all. <laughs> like love y'all, <laughs>